0: My job on this expedition to try and find any evidence, dead or alive, to the existence of this...
1: I've got lots new with me, Taryn.
0: Of course you had to start it when I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> well, that's what I do best. We do that all the time. I'm going to get you one of those on-air signs.
1: <laughs> I don't, well, as soon as that button gets pressed, the on-air sign comes up. I'm going to figure it out. It's going to happen. <laughs> Welcome to the Fort Weird Podcast. With
0: Heather and Taryn. With
1: Heather and Taryn. Woohoo! <laughs> no, my week has been... A little hectic, a little crazy. My parents went on vacation this week, so it's always fun at the shop when they go on vacation. Whoa. <laughs> I
0: hope you guys heard that.
1: That's that awesome. Was a five-month-old. <laughs> that was awesome, man. No, but yeah, it's been a little hectic at work, but it's been okay. I've got this weird bumps all over my body that I showed you.
0: It looks like a allergic reaction to some kind of bug bite. Yeah,
1: I don't know what it is. It's weird because it doesn't itch. It more is annoying. I feel like I'm just falling apart this week because my neck has a big crick in it. And it just, it hurts. It feels like I have a cut right here. Like it's very tender. But I know I don't have a cut right there. And I know it's inside. I just don't know why in the world it feels like I cut it.
0: Sleep with a different pillow.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know if it's the pillow.
0: Try I, something. new. Try I, a different pillow. Do you
1: know how many times I've tried different pillows?
0: Tried. I pillow. think it's my
1: mattress. Yeah. Get it. My brand, my new mattress.
0: Oh. Yeah. That sucks.
1: Yes, it does. So I'm pretty much having to live with it.
0: Well, I wish you the best luck. Get a, you can Thanks. get a memory foam mattress topper. Yeah,
1: I'll try to figure it out. I don't know. It sucks. So. Yay for my week.
0: <laughs> Yay.
1: I know. I'm falling apart. I have an update on the H&W ghost, though. Yeah? Not from me. From my sisters. My sister, Nicole, apparen- she gets in a lot earlier than anyone else does. So she's there by herself sometimes. And she told me that all the time she goes in there and the ghost is whistling. And then my other sister, she was there the other night uh, with her with her husband, but he was uh, getting some stuff off of the truck and she was inside. She had to go use the bathroom. So she went in there and was in the bathroom and she heard in the office at where my mother's desk is a huge, like someone was stomping their foot, like a big stomp. So I was like, okay, that's, that's a little creepy. I'm gonna go. <laughs> And as she was walking to the back, she was passing by uh, her husband's area where he works. And again, heard a big stomp back in his area. So I was like, okay, all right, I'm leaving. I don't, don't. (laughs) So yeah, so the the ghost strikes again. I think he was just more of like, why are you doing here? What are you doing here so late? You shouldn't be here. Go home. (laughs) I don't know. Nice. Yeah, so the H and I, I, I talked to my sisters about it. They are much more vocal and and showy around them rather than me. Like a lot of the things that I say, oh this happened around me, most of it I can explain away. But I really want to believe it's the ghost, so I just assume it's the ghost.
0: <laughs> that works.
1: It's my confirmation bias right there.
0: <laughs>
1: like the thing with the chips that I said last week. I guarantee my mom was at the fridge, opened it and shut it, and it rustled the bags and it fell.
0: Yeah, I could see that. But
1: I still want to say it's the
0: ghost. (laughs) I guess we'll have to find out. The only
1: thing that I can't explain away concerning myself and the ghost was when I'm at the shop by myself and I hear things. Like the time I was getting ready to leave, I was the only one there, and I heard the door up towards the office open and shut obviously that's not me or anyone else so i booked it out of there that's the only one i can't explain the rest of them i can explain but i don't want to
0: i don't blame you because <laughs> i like the ghost all of my ghost experience i've tried to come up with logical reasons on why that has happened and it just, just it nothing. just doesn't work no it,
1: ugh.
0: no i know it's uh i know and it's really great. Tomorrow, you finally get your Christmas present.
1: Yay, I get my Christmas present. I've been waiting for that to take my Christmas tree down. Really? No. <laughs> I just haven't taken my Christmas tree down. <laughs> I'm really bad about Actually, I'm not normally that bad about that. Just this year, I really haven't been wanting to put my Christmas stuff away. I don't
0: blame you. I put mine, like, away January 1st.
1: Uh, that's what I, I generally tend to do. Just didn't do it this year.
0: So it's Fly still on me because your Christmas present's still it's coming. It's all Taryn's
1: fault. She didn't give me my Christmas present yet.
0: I was in the middle of making <laughs> it and it got messed up and then I had to redo it. It's and fine. then some little people don't let me to do things when I need to get things done. So
1: It's fine, Taryn. I understand.
0: You look like you're about to cry.
1: <laughs> it's fine. So I'm really like, excited about it, though. I'm
0: excited about it. I showed you pictures and videos and whatnot. So. Yeah,
1: um, I'll have to post more pictures of it up onto our Instagram page.
0: Or you can. Go for it. It's your
1: cup. Okay.
0: So, Netflix.
1: Netflix. Have
0: you seen the new TV show that everybody's been talking about? Which one? The Witcher.
1: I have been wa- – okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to watch the show twice because I started watching it while I was cleaning my room.
0: Oh, yeah. You can't do that. You have to sit down and focus.
1: Yeah, therefore, I was half-watching it, which – I'm understanding the premise of the show and I know who all the characters are and the timelines are all sorts of screwed up.
0: So they're following three characters.
1: It's very interesting. But yeah, the timeline is, is like way screwed up and, and there's like no indication of the different timelines. You just kind of got to figure it out. Yeah. But because I'm only half watching it, I got to watch it a second time.
0: I have to go, so I'm on episode like four or five. I have to go back and watch the first episode just because I was doing kid stuff. Yeah. But I absolutely love it. And the the song Toss a Coin to Your Witcher. Uh Uh-huh. My husband got stuck in my head.
1: (laughs) That's great.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Ah, no,
1: it's a good show. Uh, There's been a few things that I've been watching um, that I haven't finished or whatever. I haven't finished the Witcher series. I don't know. But I did start it. I started watching that other vampire one with Ian Summerholder in it.
0: Is that the new Dracula?
1: No. It's this series on Netflix. It's Ian Summerholder's in it.
0: See I haven't seen it. I saw the new okay. Dracula movie that came or uh, Netflix version that came out. I didn't see it. And the first two episodes are amazing. Like <laughs> they hook you and it's so great amazing. The third episode, hmm I turned it off. Oh, no. Was it scary? No. Oh. It went from, like, making you jump and making you so interested in what's going on and how how things are going to work. And then it goes from, like, the 1800s and fast forwards to, like, now. Now. Oh. And then all of a sudden he's got a lawyer and he's using a tablet. And I'm like, "No, no. 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 So I turned it off.
1: I might watch it. We'll see. But the
0: first two episodes are absolutely amazing. And I suggest watching the first two episodes. We'll see.
1: I've been watching a lot of documentaries (laughs) lately. I watched uh, that, the, uh, it's a Netflix limited series about a a murderer. And the show is called Don't Fuck With Cats.
0: (laughs) I love how you covered the baby's ears. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, he doesn't need to be hearing the F word yet. (laughs) You don't need to be hearing the F word yet. We're talking about frankincense. <laughs> That's right, and uh, fudge sickles. <laughs> yeah, but I we will
1: probably cover that maybe after the hype of the show is gone. Alrighty, but eventually I'll cover that because it's weird, and you know I like to cover weird things. Sounds good. What? I think he wants you.
0: What are we talking about today? Oh,
1: uh, we're doing, we're gonna talk about the Cecil Hotel. Ooh,
0: what's the Cecil Hotel? The, Wait, hold on a second. What happened to our like CIA oh, don't, stuff? Are I, we getting back to that? Or? We
1: will just I wanted I wanted to give myself uh, a little break from all of the weird CIA crap. Okay. So I'm figuring we'll do a CIA project maybe once every one or one to two months. Alright. Uh, and we'll do a CIA type episode.
0: I know everybody else was probably curious, and I was just like, <laughs> "What's going on with that?" Because you like had us all hyped up for I know several episodes in a row. And don't
1: worry, I got you. I got you in on the project, paperclip, and everything. We'll get to it. I swear. Alrighty. It's just woo. It's a lot of stuff. Okay, but we're gonna talk about the Cecil Hotel this week. Uh-huh. The Cecil Hotel is located uh-huh. in Los Angeles, and you watch American Horror Story, right?
0: I've uh-huh. seen two seasons of it.
1: So, but you have you've heard of the hotel one?
0: No, the with Lady Gaga in it. Nope. The last one I watched was oh. um, the freaks show one.
1: No, oh. that one I heard was not very great.
0: That's probably why I was the only one I watched.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, American Horror Story uh, Hotel. It was season five. Lady Gaga was in it. It was a big deal, but part of the inspiration for that of that season was the Cecil Hotel. Wasn't the only inspiration, but it was part of it. Okay. Like, the lobby in the show looks extremely similar to that of the Cecil Hotel. Alright, let me get into my notes. I told you everything I know off the top of my head.
0: Alright, sounds good. <laughs> more than
1: I know. Well, I'm sure I know a few more things, but I'd rather, you know, give you a little more details. All right, let's start off with, as always, the history of the hotel. The Cecil Hotel, or The Cecil, was starting to be built around 1924 by a hotelier named William Banks Hanner. He wanted to build it as a destination for business travelers and tourists to the downtown L.A. area. It was designed by an architect named Loy Lester Smith. I love his name. Loy. L-O-Y. Loy. The hotel cost $1 million to complete. It had a marble lobby with stained glass windows, potted palms, an alabaster statuary. This thing was fancy in its heyday. It was finished being built in 1927, and it was fantastic. It was amazing. It was a great hotel. It was wonderful to stay in. He had invested confidently in the hotel with the knowledge that several similar hotels had been established everywhere else in downtown.
0: So would you say it'd be like a five-star hotel?
1: It probably was. a four-hour five-star hotel was a wonderful hotel. And then guess what happened?
0: Someone died.
1: No. The Great Depression happened. Oh. <laughs> well, the Great Depression happened. Although the whole, the hotel did flourish uh, during the 1940s. That, that Great Depression did kind of give it a hit. 1940s went. It was still pretty good. But then it just started to decline. Because the area that it was built in became known as Skid Row. If anyone knows the indication of what Skid Row means, it was very populated with transients, homeless people. Uh, there was about 10,000 homeless people that li- lived within a four-mile radius.
0: That's a lot of people. It's
1: a very lot of homeless people. And by the 1950s, the hotel had gained a reputation as a residence for transients. Or sex workers, or druggies, or, you know, the like. Lovely. Unfortunately, the Cecil Hotel declined often, or a lot. Often was the wrong word usage for that. A lot. <laughs> In 2007, uh, a new owner took control of the Cecil Hotel and tried to refurbish some of it. In 2011, it was rebranded as Stay on Main as the new name, had a new website, and everything.
0: They just tried to rebrand it.
1: But they left up all the old signs. So everyone could still see it was the Cecil Hotel, but they had a new sign that said Stay on Main. Hmm. Yeah. So there is a new website for them. Uh, 2014, the hotel was sold to a New York City hotelier, Richard Bourne, for $30 million. Nice. I'm sorry, for a hotel in a bad area, $30 million, they made out. Yeah. But he acquired a 99-year ground lease on the property. And he is very committed to the preservation of the hotel because it was, I guess it was a big deal architecturally. Hmm. It was one of the... Oh, it was representative of an early 20th century American hotel, which is why it's historically significant, apparently.
0: Interesting. Yeah.
1: But they're still going to do some upgrades. They are going to redevelop the interior, fix the work that had been done, the other renovation work, in air quotes. And then they're going to add a rooftop pool, a gym, and a lounge. Nice. And the construction was supposed to be completed last year. I don't know if it was, but that's what it said on the website. (laughs) Now we're going to get into the stuff.
0: Yay! My favorite part.
1: (laughs) There have been so many deaths at the Cecil Hotel. It gets kind of crazy with how many deaths there were at the Cecil Hotel. And I have pictures to go with it and stuff so yay all right i have this in timeline order so let's go through this okay so the hotel opened 1927 its first death happened november 19th of 1931 w.k. norton 46 years old was found dead in his room after swallowing poison pills
0: i'm just curious why would you go to a fancy hotel to commit suicide.
1: He was from Manhattan Beach. I don't know if that's a good area, but maybe to him it was not a great area. I don't know. Hmm. I mean, I suppose if you're going to commit suicide, why not go out fancy?
0: I mean, okay. I, can, I guess I see where you're coming at. <laughs> yeah. That poor cleaning lady.
1: Well, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Because <laughs> that's who found him. Uh, but a week before he... Killed himself. He had checked into the Cecil under the names James Willis from Chicago. Um, I actually do have the original um, newspaper article from his death.
0: Okay. The
1: headline is, Search for Man Ends in Finding Body at Hotel.
0: Lovely.
1: Yeah. So, that was the very first one. I don't have too much information on him, just that. The second one... September of 1932, a maid found Benjamin Doddick, 25 years old, dead from a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. He did not leave a suicide note, so we don't know why he killed himself. Poor guy. I know. That also comes with a newspaper article.
0: Anything interesting in the newspaper article?
1: Um, not really. A bullet had been fired into the right temple. The detective said no apparent reason could be assigned for the act because, you know, he didn't leave a note. That was about it. So he was the second death at the Cecil Hotel. In late July of 1934, former Army Medical Corps Sergeant Louis D. Borden, 53 years old, was found dead in his room at the Cecil Hotel. He... mm, He had slashed his throat with a razor. Ew. Borden left several notes, one of which cited poor health as the reason for his suicide. I'm sorry for all the ways you could kill yourself. I don't think cutting my own throat would be the way to go.
0: I mean, if you do... Again, suicide's horrible, but... Um. I think it'd be a lot easier to take a knife and just go like this real quick mm-hmm. than it would be, like, super fat, like a super sharp one. And I don't know. Versus taking a gun and pulling a trigger. Like, that takes a lot more...
1: I suppose he would know how much pressure it would take. He was part of the Army Medical Corps.
0: Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yes, I'm just saying, don't do don't it, Don't do it. Don't are, do it. There's ways to get around it,
1: but... <sighs> No, but I just, I can't, I couldn't even imagine. I feel like that that's would be horrible. much faster.
0: Like, especially Ooh. if you get the main artery right here.
1: Because you have them
0: on both sides of your neck. I know. All you have to do is nick that and you're dead in seconds.
1: That's still, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't imagine. So that's probably what he was going oh for,
0: is gosh. just to nick that.
1: so horrible. This one also has a newspaper article to continue on, because I don't want to think about it anymore. Uh, one of his notes asked that Mrs. Edna Hasner Edmonds... Be the sole beneficiary of the little that I leave. I don't know who that person was to him, but she got a little bit of stuff, I guess. Next one. Yeah. There's a lot of them, let me tell you. In March of 1937.
0: Oh, You broke the trend. Why? It was every two years. Oh, was it? Yeah.
1: Oh, no. Well, Grace wanted to wait for a little bit, I guess. Apparently. Grace E. Margot fell from a ninth story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires, which were wrapped around her body. Yeah. She later died at Georgia Street Receiving Hospital, which has now been torn down. Police were unable to determine whether Margot's death was a result of an accident or a suicide. Um, hers was a little fishy because I also have an article as well. And I'm actually going to read this article because it was a little fishy to me, I think. Okay. It's not a very long article, but still. Her body, crushed by a nine-story plunge from a window of a hotel at uh, 640 South Main Street, which is the Cecil Hotel address. Grace E. Margot, 25 years of age, died early yesterday in Georgia Street Receiving Hospital. Police were unable to determine whether the woman had fallen or jumped from the hotel room. Telephone wires ripped from the poles and her descent were entangled about her body. This is where it gets a little fishy. The officer stated that M.W. Madison, 26-year-old sailor of the USS Virginia, who was the woman's companion... Was sleeping at the time of the occurrence and could give no explanation for the woman's action. Odd. Hmm. Apparently, the manager of the hotel corroborated his story. I would just want to know how could the manager corroborate his story? Was he maybe, in the room watching
0: him sleep? Maybe it was like the Bates Hotel where they have holes and they mm. pull it open and look oh. and they keep an eye on things.
1: Yeah. No, that. but that just seems a little fishy to me. A little bit. No, no, no. I was asleep, I promise. The manager. Yeah, no, he was definitely asleep.
0: Really? How do you know? Maybe it was so (laughs) high tech that they could sense the sensors in the bed that they were either on or off. Oh oh
1: my gosh, yeah, 1937. Why not? Woo!
0: We could have lost this technology (laughs) shortly after.
1: I don't know. That just seemed a little fishy to me that... That would happen. I think she was pushed, and I think he pushed her out.
0: Or threw her out.
1: Or threw her, whatever. But because he was asleep. a naval man.
0: Air quotes, asleep. Asleep. Whatever.
1: You know, it was whatever. I mean, unless
0: his like, blood ha- blood alcohol level was so high that he was unconscious, and you could prove at the time that he was unconscious, due to his blood alcohol level. I suppose. I don't know. But then, even then, they wouldn't have the technology to be able to figure that out.
1: Exactly. That seems a little fishy to me. I'm glad it seems a little fishy to you, too. It does. I would look
0: into that a little bit more if it was me.
1: There's uh, another one of those that I find a little fishy. But we'll move on. In January of 1938, United States Marine Corps fireman Roy Thompson, 35 years old, jumped from Cecil's top floor and was found on the skylight of a neighboring building. He had been staying at the Cecil for several weeks. Hmm. That's all I found on his. I didn't find anything else. I didn't find anything for the next couple of them. But that's just bad. Could you imagine? No. Being in that building next door and just like hearing a splat and you look up on the skylight and
0: there's a
1: person there.
0: That'd be so creepy. Oh my
1: gosh. So creepy. Ugh. In May of 1939, Navy officer Erwin C. Neblett, 39 years old, was found dead in his room after ingesting poison.
0: I Was it the same room as the first
1: guy? I don't believe any of these were the same room. Maybe a couple of them were the same room, but I don't think many of them were. It doesn't exactly mention which room they were in. So I don't know. But the thing that I did find out, find, is that makes me really sad, is a lot of these guys were, they were in the armed services.
0: They were in the military. The military. There we go.
1: Whatever you call it. The military. Thank you. They were all in the military. A lot of them were.
0: It is kind of sad.
1: But I also know that um, military suicide is, like, really high.
0: It's one of the highest rates. Yeah. And military personnel coming back from the wars yeah Yeah, even then like it just they weren't treated well they weren't treated like we are now when we come home yeah
1: oh it's just it's so sad but let's move on because the next one is not a military man in january of 1940 dorothy seiger she was a teacher 45 years old ingested poison while staying at the cecil and was reported to be near death, no further reports were published about her condition, so we don't know if she died or not.
0: I feel like the Cecil Hotel needs to lock up their chemicals for cleaning purposes.
1: Well, I think these people brought their chemicals.
0: Okay. Still.
1: So. Lock your stuff up! <laughs> they were bringing the poison with them. So she tried to commit suicide. We just don't know if she actually died or not. This is a a longer, bigger story. So let's see if I can get this one. In September of 1944, Dorothy Jean Purcell, she was 19 years old, checked into the Cecil Hotel with a male companion, 38-year-old Ben Levine. She was 19. He was 38. During the night, she began to have abdominal cramps and not wanting to wake her male companion, she left their hotel room to use a restroom. Now, at the time, hotel rooms did not have their own restrooms. Instead, they had a communal restroom on each floor. She was apparently unaware that she was pregnant. Purcell delivered a baby boy all by herself.
0: How would you know that you're not pregnant?
1: It happens. I mean, you've seen that show.
0: Yeah, but I don't believe them. (laughs) I've been pregnant twice. Trust me, you know. Not always.
1: I don't know. I (laughs) guess because there are some times during pregnancies where they're pregnant, yes, but they still have spotting, so they think they're having a period.
0: Yes, but when they start kicking you?
1: Maybe these women are large.
0: Okay. Sorry. Larger women have a harder time my mom with that. I had a friend who was she was in like the three hundred plus pound range, mm-hmm. and she told us about all. she was pregnant. We didn't really believe her because you know you couldn't tell. But even then, she would always talk about like the kicking and the hitting and feeling everything. I don't and know. I know every pregnancy is different. I just I don't believe people when they say they didn't know they were pregnant, especially towards Although, the end of their pregnancy.
1: Let me tell you though, I one hundred percent am not pregnant, nor can I get pregnant anymore. But There are times where I am sitting in my wonderful chair downstairs that I love oh so much, and I will feel stuff in my stomach. They're like muscle muscle contractions, and I can physically see my stomach moving. It mimics a baby kicking.
0: That's odd. See, I've never experienced that. And like I said, I know everything's different, and every person's different. I just have a really hard time believing Mm People when they say they're preg- like they don't believe that they were pregnant and they deliver like full term or almost for t- full term babies.
1: I I think I could believe it. I think there there's many mysteries in this. I don't think there's a lot of them, but I do think it's possible.
0: I'm not saying it's not possible. <laughs> I'm just saying like it's like that one in fifteen thousand chance.
1: Well, maybe she was. Uh, I don't maybe believe she, it. Well, I don't believe her. Let's finish the story. Okay. We'll find out. I don't believe her. Okay. Uh, let's see. Later, she claimed she believed the child was stillborn. Unsure of what to do with the baby's body, she threw him from a high window. The baby fell 12 flights to his death on the roof of an adjacent building. The coroner determined the baby had been born alive and his lungs had filled with air. She then rejoined her boyfriend in their bedroom. She did not mention the baby after he woke up. Purcell and Levine were noted to be living together, though it was not reported if he was the father of the baby. She was charged with murder. Three psychiatrists, however, testified that she was mentally confused at the time of the incident. In January of 1945, she was found not guilty by reason of insanity. B.S. (laughs) (laughs) B.S. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't
0: agree with that statement. No. I, I just... Even, I, even if you did not know you were pregnant, and you were able to go through the amount of pain that you go through to have a baby... Mm-hmm. Okay, now you realize that you have this baby, live or not, you have a baby. Now you have the choice of, here, take this child... Or not like put the child on the floor in the hallway and run something, or you know, throwing out of a twelve-story building. Yeah, you know, you (laughs) have that that choice. And to think about going over to the window and throwing the baby out the window, you that took thought and planning. Like yes, it did. Thinking about it, no. So no, I don't. I don't agree with the statement that she is.
1: That she was mentally unstable. Yeah, I don't believe it. No, I don't believe it. I don't either. This is her. That is the lady who threw her baby out of a window. You
0: know what's kind of creepy? Hmm. That looks like an acquaintance of mine.
1: Really? Well,
0: hopefully she, she won't be throwing any baby. Oh, boy. Oh, maybe.
1: <laughs> 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 All right. Next one is a very famous one, which we will cover later. So I'm just going to give a cursory overview of this. The Black Dahlia. Heard of the Black Dahlia? I have not. Oh, okay. Elizabeth Short, a murder victim dubbed by the media as the Black Dahlia, is one of LA's best known unsolved murders. She was reportedly seen at the Cecil's Bar in the days shortly before her murder in January of 1947. However, this information remains very heavily disputed.
0: But- Why is that?
1: Well, we'll find out when we do the episode. Oh,
0: that poor lady. Yeah.
1: Yeah, she was murdered. Well, we'll cover that story as a whole episode at one point.
0: All right.
1: Yeah, that's yeah, crazy, crazy stuff. <sighs> Moving on. In November of 1947, Robert Smith, 35 years old, died after jumping from one of Cecil's seventh floor windows. This one. I don't like because of her last name. Is it your last name? It is. It's spelled differently, but it is my last name. And, and not only. All right. Hold on. On October 22nd of 1954, a lady named Helen Gurney. That is really close to your name. (laughs) I know. 55 years old, who was a San Francisco stationary firm employee. She jumped from the window of her seventh floor room. And landed on top of Cecil's marquee. She registered at the hotel under the name Margaret Brown, her name was Helen, Helen Gurney, not Heather. Helen
0: Heather Gurney. No.
1: <laughs> By the nineteen sixties, longtime residents to the area began to call the Cecil the Suicide.
0: I could see that without any suicides, that <laughs> we were talking about there.
1: Yeah. So around this time is where it really started to be a spot for drug activity, prostitution, things like that. On February 11th of 1962, Julia Moore, 50 years old, jumped from the window of her eighth floor room and landed in a second story, second story interior light well. She did not leave a suicide note. Among her possessions were a bus ticket from St. Louis, 59 cents in change, and an Illinois bank book showing a balance of $1,800. Huh. This one is quite an interesting thing. On October 12th of 1962, Pauline Otten, 27 years old, jumped from the window of her ninth floor room After an argument with her estranged husband named Dewey. 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 Dewey and (laughs) Louie. Dewey had left the room before her suicide. This this is just so horrible. Okay, she landed on a pedestrian named uh, George Giannini.
0: Again, we can't have an episode without you know. Giannini.
1: (laughs) 65-year-old man, killing both of them instantly.
0: Oh, that poor guy. I know.
1: As there were no witnesses, police initially thought that they committed suicide together. (sighs) However, it was very soon determined that he had his hands in his pockets at the time of death and was still wearing his shoes. Apparently, when you jump out of a building, your shoes fly off. And I mean, there's there's n- unless
0: they're just, like, tied to your feet.
1: <laughs> and there's no possible way, I guess, you would have your hands in your pockets while you're falling. Probably not. No, you probably have your arms out. Like, oh! Yeah.
0: So what you're saying is stop walking on the sidewalk. Stop on the sidewalk. Near tall hotel rooms. Well, at least
1: next to the Cecil. Ugh. <laughs> uh. It's just bad luck for him. He was a transient man.
0: But still, like... It's not it's, the way to go.
1: No, it's definitely not the way to go. Oh, this one's horrible. Guys, be warned on this one. This one is is very bad. So if you if you don't want to hear things of a sexual nature, s- stop listening for a couple minutes. Skip ahead. Skip ahead. Uh, on June 4th of 1964... A hotel worker discovered Pigeon Goldie Osgood. She was a retired telephone operator. She, they discovered her dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, and beaten, and her room was completely ransacked. Osgood was well-known around the area and had earned her nickname of Pigeon Goldie because she fed birds in the nearby um park park there we go thank you <laughs> near her body was the los angeles dodgers cap she always wore and a paper You're sack out. full of bird seed
0: oh
1: hours after her murder jacques ellinger 29 years old was seen walking through the park in the area in which she fed the birds in blood-stained clothing he was arrested for her murder but was later cleared of the crime her murder is unsolved to this day.
0: He's probably, he's probably a transient and found the clothes. Didn't think anything of it. Put, put them on. on. Probably.
1: Oh, I don't like that one. That one was sad and whenever I read it imagery comes to mind. I have a very active imagination. I don't like it sometimes.
0: I'm feeling sad but I still think the, the baby one just pissed me off.
1: On December 20th of 1975 a Still unidentified woman, around 23 years old, jumped from her 12th floor window onto the Cecil's second floor roof. She was registered at the hotel under the name Allison Lowell. And this one we do know her room number was staying in room 327. In the 1980s, the hotel was rumored to be the residence of serial killer Richard Ramirez, nicknamed the Night Stalker. Nice. He had been a regular presence on Skid Row area of L.A. And according to a hotel clerk, who have claims to have spoken to him, is rumored to have stayed at the Cecil for a few weeks.
0: Now, is this the same one that claimed the guy was sleeping?
1: <laughs> that was quite a few years in between. I'm just so. saying. <laughs> I kind know. Of
0: funny.
1: <laughs> Would be. Another serial killer, Austrian named Jack Unterweger. Interweger? I
0: don't
1: know. He stayed in the Cecil in 1991, possibly because he sought to copy Ramirez's crimes. While he was there, he strangled and killed at least three sex workers for which he was convicted in Austria. This next one is a very big one.
0: All right.
1: And this is the one we're going to have to watch a video. Okay. Okay. But I'll tell you the story first. On February 19th of 2013 the naked body of Elisa Lamb was found inside one of the water supply tanks on the hotel's roof. She was 21 years old and a student from Canada. She had gone missing almost three three weeks earlier on January 31st of 2013. Her, Her decomposing body was discovered by maintenance worker in one of the rooftop water tanks. Only after guests complained... About low water pressure and water that tasted funny. Oh! <laughs> like, this is why you drink bottled oh no. water. Like, <laughs> that's so gross. I know.
0: Like, when I travel, it's bottled Ugh. water.
1: Oh, God. I know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no.
1: That's just nasty. Yes, it is. Authorities later ruled her death as an accidental drowning. And this is where we're going to watch the video surveillance footage that was taken inside the elevator shortly before her disappearance. And this video showed her acting very strangely. So we're going to watch it and comment as we watch. Elisa is getting into the elevator and looking very closely at the elevator pressing... Looks like she's pressing certain buttons.
0: The way she was looking at it, it looked like she didn't have her glasses. Like, maybe she wore glasses, but didn't have them. But didn't
1: have her glasses. But she lit up, it looks like, five.
0: Now she is looking she out into the hallway. darted in and then darted back out. And now she looks like she's hiding.
1: Oh, she's, she's definitely, definitely hiding. hiding. She is hiding from something that seems to be out in the hallway.
0: She tucked herself in the corner. Now she's peeking out again. She's peeking out again.
1: But it's weird because the doors haven't closed yet.
0: I mean, they could be locked open for some reason. Oh, she- that and every t- with elevators, every time you, like, step in front of them, it resets. Oh, she's taking a step out into the hallway again, trying to look.
1: Oh, she's all the way out into the hallway now.
0: She's being really weird. Yeah. You she's stepped back in, step back stepped out. Step back out.
1: She's acting very bizarrely. She's all the way out of the elevator. We can't see her. She's very, a little yeah. bit. Her arm. It's kind of hanging out there. She's lifting her arm up.
0: The elevator's still open. Yeah, the
1: elevator's door is still open. Like, I don't know why it's not closing. She's still outside of the elevator. Alright, she's getting back in. And she's She's pressing pressing buttons buttons again.
0: She pressed the top two buttons like three times. Like she's putting in a combination or something. That's what it looks like. Yeah. She's pressing a button's kind of like how a four-year-old would press buttons. Yeah, she's... Well,
1: it looks like a lot of them are lit up. She's going back out into the hallway again. Is she Ah. laughing? What is she doing with her hands?
0: Maybe she's swimming. What is she doing with her
1: hands? She's dancing. It does kind of look like she's doing a weird little dance. It's creepy looking. Maybe she's possessed. Oh... I don't understand what she's doing, but it does. It kind of looks like she's doing a little dance out there. It's really weird. Yep, now she's completely out of oh, there you go. That's what happened.
0: That was weird.
1: Yes. Yes, Definitely it was. Definitely odd. <laughs> <laughs> I right? agree. Very weird, it's man. Put his opinion in. I'm kidding. All right. <clears throat> After the elevator video was released, many theories arose about her death. Lam was re- reported to have bipolar disorder, for which she was prescribed various medications, which could have contributed to her death as well as her strange behavior in the elevator. I'm not sure how true that is.
0: I don't know much about it. I mean, I've seen people be pretty goofy, but I don't I don't know.
1: From what I understand about bipolar disorder is they give you medications to even yourself out
0: because yeah, you go on highs and then you go on lows yeah
1: that's what bipolar disorder is you're, you're extreme highs and extreme lows so if they give you medication to even yourself out how would that make her go weird
0: i don't know but that was that looked like maybe have you ever seen a friend who's like both high and drunk at the same time <laughs> yes that's what that kind of reminded
1: me of okay a little bit yeah
0: like, especially, like, you got some light music going on in the background, now they're high and they're drunk and then their friends Maybe she of, was like,
1: dancing to the elevator music. It's
0: possible. Oh. But, uh, like, a couple times, it looked like, one, she definitely was hiding from somebody. Yeah. And then it looked like she was talking to somebody there for a second. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know, it was kind of odd.
1: It was very odd. So, there are many rumors, though, that still persist that she died as a result of playing something called the elevator game. What is
0: the elevator game?
1: I can get into it a little further, but I'd rather not because I don't want people to try it. But you have to be in a building with a certain number of floors or else it won't work because you have to have a certain amount of buttons. But there is a certain button sequence that you press. And there's a bunch of different steps to take. But eventually, if you play the game correctly, you will end up in an alternate reality. Huh. And you can do whatever you want in this alternate reality. Only catches in this reality, I don't think anyone else exists other than yourself. Everything would be the same, but no one exists in it. So you could go do whatever the hell you wanted in this place, and it would just be you.
0: What's the point of going?
1: I don't know. I have no idea to see if it works. But... Then you have to do the exact same steps, just backwards, in order to get back into your own time. But you can screw up hardcore and be stuck someplace. Okay,
0: I can. I see where that might be intriguing. intriguing.
1: Intriguing, yes.
0: But it didn't look like there was enough buttons. Like it looked like it was a five-floor elevator.
1: And there was there was two rows of buttons, but it only looked like the first few were lit up.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. Could be pop because the way she was doing it. Although what you said did make sense. She did wear glasses. Yeah, but she didn't have glasses in the video.
0: I feel like she was just you know her face had to be so close to see. I have to wear glasses or contacts. Sometimes mm-hmm. I can't see. Like when I don't have my glasses or contacts and I can't see anything.
1: No, it's. I wouldn't know. I don't wear glasses, but yeah, from what I understand, that is a hindrance. It's, it's a pain. <laughs> So, so that's a big one. That one's a weird one. That's the weirdest one I know. And you can see their water tanks. I have a picture of it.
0: That's disgusting. You're going to make me not want to drink water for like a month now. Thank you, Hunter. <laughs>
1: You're welcome. Bottled water. You will only ever only. drink bottled water anyways.
0: Only when I'm not at home.
1: <laughs> Even then, it's filtered. <laughs> Either way. But they have four water tanks. They're very tall. You can see the scale of a person to these water tanks. To climb up into those would take a lot these doors that are on top of them are not easy to open there are latches there are locks
0: i feel like there's other places she could have gone swimming yes i feel like that's a really good place to hide a dead body
1: 100 percent, yes but i don't believe she could have done this herself There is no physical possible way this tiny little Asian woman could have opened up that.
0: Asian ladies might be small,
1: okay. I understand strong. I understand that one hundred percent. There is no possible way she could open up that door and get in herself.
0: Probably not. I I mean, it looks rather challenging to itself, but I'm just saying. Asian ladies are small but feisty.
1: (laughs) I understand that they're feisty, but still. I just don't, uh, I there's like, no way. I
0: feel like somebody killed her and put her in there. I
1: agree or with two that. two
0: somebody's because they, one would have to open it and one would have to haul it up.
1: Yeah. I agree with that statement. She was also found without her clothes on. So, I don't know. I don't, I don't believe she killed herself. I don't. I do believe maybe she was on a road trip. She stayed at a cheap hotel. Unfortunately, this cheap hotel was located in a bad area. She got a hold of some drugs, maybe got some high off of them, and unfortunately ran into the wrong people and they killed her.
0: That sounds very plausible.
1: That's what I think happened. All right, and the last one. July 13th of 2015, the body of a 28-year-old male was found outside the hotel. Some thought he may have committed suicide by jumping from the hotel, Although a spokesperson for the county coroner informed the L.A. Times that the cause of death had not been determined. Thus, it would appear, there have been, at the very least, 16 deaths at the Cecil.
0: That's crazy. Yes. Now, my, my question, with all these deaths, how haunted is the place? This place is known as the most haunted hotel in L.A., so what are some of the stories that people have about, that they've experienced within their stay?
1: In many of rooms, of course, you get the cold spots. You will sometimes hear moaning or screaming or crying. And in a couple, a couple of the rooms, you get the very, very strong urge to jump. Huh. No matter, like, I get that feeling no matter what. Some people don't. And those people who don't, they get it pretty bad. Hmm. Yeah, right? I, we've had this conversation before that I get the urge to jump off things.
0: Yeah, this is why we don't take you to high places.
1: That's <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, it's weird. I don't know. Tyler gets it too. I'm not that weird. But there have been... You
0: can't compare yourself for weirdness to your husband. Like, I love him, <laughs> but he's really weird too. But...
1: <laughs> But we're weird together. That way we're not that weird.
0: (laughs) You're perfectly normal together. Exactly. That's why I have this tattoo. Oh, I don't know why that reminded me, but you didn't do your fact.
1: I didn't. I'll do it after this. That's fine. (laughs) We'll do a fact and then a joke. Uh, There is one famous picture that was taken on the outside of the Cecil where it looks to be a person starting to jump out of a window but it's like a ghostly type thing like you can see through the figure but that's what it looks like it's a very famous photo it's interesting um but yeah it is your run-of-the-mill normal ghosty type stuff that you normally always hear or see different apparitions because there's so much death and so much trauma i don't really blame the ghosts for still being around and i almost wonder if some of those suicides didn't happen because of some ghosts maybe
0: it's possible because there were
1: already ghosts there who were already had killed themselves and were like you know infecting these other people with their sadness and pushed them over the edge so they committed suicide Or, you know, threw babies out of windows. Whatever.
0: I still can't believe you would throw a baby out of window. Oh, my goodness. Even if the baby was not alive, you still don't throw babies out windows. No, you
1: definitely don't throw babies out windows. You know what you do? You you play
0: Ding Dong Ditch. Yeah. And you go to, like, three rooms over from yours. Yeah. And you knock on the door really loud, and then you book it. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Yeah. And then they can figure out what to do with the baby. Like, oh, maybe we should call the cops. Or... Oh, I've been wanting to have a kid. Thanks. We're just going to say this is mine. I mean, at
1: that time, you could have just left it in that bathroom and somebody else would have found it and nobody would have known it was yours. Yeah. There's I, so
0: many different options other than...
1: Throwing it out the window.
0: I still don't believe that she didn't think she was pregnant. Oh. Well, I,
1: we can debate that all day long. <laughs> I mean, I still I'll think it's possible.
0: I'm not saying it's not possible. I mean, obviously, <clears throat> you've witnessed... Kicks in your belly, even though there's no way possible. Yeah. I think it's I, just gas. And I can see, like, <laughs> really, really heavy set women maybe having the not knowing they're pregnant with the, the spotting and whatnot. But I'm assuming that she's a decent looking female mm-hmm. at 19 years old if her boyfriend's 35. Mid- 38. 38. Yeah. Still, like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't believe her. I don't know.
1: I don't know. That one was a hard one. But I do. I think, with all that tragedy, how could that place not be haunted?
0: Oh, it, yeah, it'd be odd if it wasn't. A-
1: and I'm also wondering. I didn't find any stories, but about the construction crew, like they're doing renovations to that place. That always spurs up more more ghosts. So, what yeah, in the world are they going through? The
0: inactive ones and makes them active sometimes.
1: Yeah, what is going on? I want to know.
0: Maybe there'll be some starts out.
1: Maybe especially if the renovations are just now getting done we'll see like really done. yeah i haven't i didn't see anything i really want that to be out there if any of you guys have ever stayed at the cecil hotel and experienced something please let me know that would be fantastic i kind of want i don't really want to stay at the cecil hotel but i would like to go and check it out the lobby is beautiful i just like history
0: do you have a fact for us, Heather? I do. Since I didn't do one at the beginning, I'll do one now. I don't know why your tattoo reminded me to have you do a fact.
1: Because it's a weird fact, I guess, of itself, I guess. Unusual college mascots. Well, we'll go with California still, since we're, our story was in California. The University of California, Santa Cruz. Their mascot is? Banana slugs. <laughs> If a slug suggests a lethargic or reluctant team, that's just what students had in mind when they chose the image. The bright yellow banana slug lives amid the redwoods on campus and represents a mild protest of the highly competitive nature of most college sports. Right. Well, now that I did my, my fact, do you have a joke?
0: Yes, I do. Come closer and tell me your joke. The shovel was a groundbreaking invention. <laughs> Yes, it was.
1: <laughs> That's good. <sighs> All right. Go ahead and email us with your personal stories. Heather at Fort dot com. <laughs> you can also get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at Fort Weird Pod. And,
0: you know, we're around, guys. We're also going to try to do like once a month um, personal stories. Or maybe once every other month personal stories. Yeah. So please send them in. We want to hear your stuff.
1: Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. And we'll definitely give you a shout. You can either um send it in just writing it out, or you can send in your audio too. You can record it yourselves and send it to us because I'll put it in. Really, man? You stink. That? That's
0: pee.
1: It stinks. Maybe he farted.
0: He did fart. That's why so I put the diaper back it on it. Stinks. He's a gassy baby. <laughs> He stinks. He's the stinkiest person in my house. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he resents that. I don't care. He's stinky. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for listening. Please rate and review us on any of your podcasting apps that allow you to do so. And I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week. We will catch you next week.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye around just on will oh. miss me for thousands Dead. If you don't come smile head. The existence of this...